0: Content warning. This episode contains gore and animal death.
1: A soft gurgling can be heard in the pipes buried within the bowels of the AEN Avian Arc. Surrounded by a thousand other pipes with a thousand other jobs, this gurgling would go unnoticed by a crew of humans. Which is why the Alliance of Earth Nations felt it necessary to design and construct one of the largest self-sustaining systems of AI-controlled maintenance drones ever conceived of. It's not long before a circular drone scatters along and begins to scan the pipe for blockages. All of a sudden, the whole station falls silent as a large and indescribable presence drifts by complexity of this presence supersedes all code written into this drone, and it stops. Proximity alone to this thing that occupied every aspect of existence, even beyond those of physical and logical realms, this oppressive force beyond forces causes the entities within the avian arc to shift internally, even down to the code that drives them. This indescribable, incomprehensible pressure emanates something which moves the station to behave in a way so vastly different to how the multitude of coders and engineers intended for it to behave. One might be driven to call it possession. I'm sat in a carrier. It's
0: hurtling through space at speeds which cause the ship to shake and rumble lightly with total surety. Back in the old days, speeds like this were impossible to achieve, but since the discovery of the widening field, travelling across the universe became easy as… well, still extremely expensive and difficult to achieve, but it's possible now. Sat across from me is an old Vietorian man, strapped into the economy class seats, surrounded by luggage. His skin has faded into a light blue with age, and he stares at me with the look of a man who is not expecting to see or experience anything new until death but has been rudely ripped from his resignation into the haze of old age. Hello. Nice to meet you. My name is Adam. As in, capital A Adam. I say to him, masking my discomfort with friendliness in the hopes that he'll at least give me attention in a nicer way. Isn't every Adam a capital A Adam? He replies, maintaining his demeanor. Well, um... I start. I can tell who you are. The glass horns give it away. I reach up and touch the glass protrusions coming from my forehead. At least he didn't zero in on any of my other features that differentiate me from regular humans. The two of us are the last passengers on this 400-seat, 50-year-old, well-worn and slightly dingy carrier. I stand up and move to the cockpit in order to avoid the old man's gaze. The two pilots are making their final preparations to land and drop me off.
1: The ship jolts
0: as it docks with the orbital station, the ship's on-board AI doing most of the work. The doors on the side of the ship open, and I exit. The hangar for the avian arc looks like shit. Space stations are usually built to deal with a minor problem, if they're designed well enough and nothing interferes with them. I'd heard stories of demons materialising inside space stations, fusing with them in the orbit of planets, at which point the punished, such as myself, have to get involved. It sounds strange, but I'm hoping it is that. Seeing that symbol shook me. Something about being reminded of Eden has given me this pit in my stomach I can't seem to shake. In terms of cold, hard facts, all I know is that the avian arc sat along the predicted course of whatever it was that destroyed the Gorlan, and that every warning was set off at once. The data received was completely unreadable and seemed… panicked, at least to me. When I said that to the investigators, they looked at me like I'd insulted them personally. But being alive for as long as i have teaches you a lot of things chief among them being that science and logic can only take you so far regardless it seemed like the two were related the avian arc was designed to house all manner of species of birds one of many other preservation centers is meant to preserve and propagate in the face of the loss of earth there's no engineering department on stations like this the whole station is fully automated making it somewhat vulnerable to attack and looting the station does have some defense capabilities but It's mostly reliant on outside human security that is stationed on the nearby planet. Currently, the blast doors of the hangar are shut. They very rarely get opened unless it's to accommodate large craft delivering supplies or ships that don't have normal docking capabilities. The hangar is barren, save for a few empty boxes. The unusual thing is that it seems like it's been dismantled. The lights in the ceiling are mostly off, and there are great swathes of exposed wiring hanging loose from the walls and ceilings. The surfaces are built up with grease and dust and the whole room just seethes with dilapidation. I see three decontamination chambers at the end of the room. Two of them are still lit up, but the last one is dark. And as I walk closer, carefully avoiding missing floor panels and debris, I see that the interior has been completely and meticulously stripped clean. The panelling, wires and tubing that sprayed the visitor with antibacterial solution are completely missing. Essentially, all that was left was just a hole in the wall. Not being one to let anything get in the way of proper procedure, I decide to use the working chamber. As I enter, I hear a depressing spurt, and a few drops of cleaning fluid trickle out of the sprinkler overhead and onto my horns. I step over the gap where the seal used to be, and I'm in a long corridor. It's curved slightly around the main column of the avian arc. This particular station is a large core surrounded by three rings. At the centre column are the habitats, dozens of artificial biomes designed to replicate Earth's atmosphere as close as possible to the real thing. It's not, though. No amount of machinery could replicate that. At either end of the corridor there's two staircases, one going up and one going down. There's a terminal in front of me with a touchscreen. I press the activation button. Nothing comes on. I press the button above labelled help. A red light flickers on and a voice comes seemingly out of nowhere.
2: Hi, I'm Pago, the protector and guide of the avian ark.
0: How can I help you today? An AI, thank the stars, that makes things far easier. Paga, can I port you to my visualink? Absolutely. I'm a state-of-the-art
2: AI. Not anymore. I didn't catch that, sorry. Nothing. What's happened to the avian arc? I'm afraid that information cannot be accessed at a public terminal. Okay, how do I get access to that information? You'd have to converse directly with the overseer. Would you like me to schedule a meeting? It usually takes three to five days for them to get here. I'm in a
0: bit of a hurry. On which floor is the overseer's office located? Allow me to escort you. Please follow the markers on your visual link. I begin making my way up the stairs. The curve around the central column is very slight, almost unnoticeable. The notice boards on the walls flicker on and off, some missing the internal circuitry entirely. Can you tell me why the avian arc is missing so
2: many components? Station protocol states that under certain circumstances, resources can be reappropriated for the use in repair and upgrade of the maintenance drones. Which
0: circumstances were met?
2: I'm afraid that's restricted information.
0: As I'm following the path highlighted on my visualink, I see to my right, where there is usually a set of double doors, only one remains. Out of curiosity, I shuffle past and step through. The room is large. It's more of a hall than anything. The pressure feels almost immediately different that, along with the humidity and heat, knocks the breath out of my lungs. The whole space is done out like a savannah, large acacias, tall grass waving gently in the artificial wind. At the sides of the room, where there should be a wide, sweeping, unbroken facsimile of the sky there are large
2: chunks absent, ruining the illusion. This is a restricted aerial. Please leave immediately or I will be forced to call security. What?
0: Am I going to be waiting a week to get
2: arrested? No. Security is on board currently. Automated security was banned long
0: before this station was constructed. Due to certain circumstances. Certain circumstances, blah blah. But if there's no onboard defence, and the security team aren't here, then you must mean self-constructed security, right? Please leave the aerial. I don't want to wait and find out what sort of machine a station creates to protect itself after being shocked into emergency shutdown, so I make my way out. But before I reach the door a thought strikes me. Where have all the birds gone? The whole room is silent. There are a few insects buzzing lazily through the air, as well as the rustle of leaves and flowing of water.
2: Station protocol states that under certain circumstances, resources can be reappropriated for the use in repair and upgrade of the maintenance drones.
0: You've already said that, but what does that mean? What does that have to do with the birds? Please leave the aerial. I pace out of the room. As I leave the artificial savannah and step back into the staircase, I spot a maintenance drone. It's a wide, flat thing designed to be as unnoticeable as possible without being a tripping hazard. A series of arms suddenly pop out from underneath the metal carapace and begin to dismantle something within the walls. It removes the panelling and I see it pull components and wires out. It doesn't move or act like any sort of typical automated drone would. It's sloppy and almost seems organic. The fervour with which it pulls the walls apart almost seems... angry. Let's take a look at you. As I reach out to pick it up, it turns and hisses at me and the pops out from underneath. What I thought was mechanical seems more like bone, muscle and sinew. I pull my hand back and it scurries away. Weird. I follow the drone along the course set for me by Pagger. Picking up my pace slightly to keep up. Suddenly, it veers off to the left down a long corridor that leads to the first of the three rings. I see that the path on my visu link is bringing me up further along the edge of the main column. Thanks for the help, Pagger, but I'm going to take a little look around on my own. Please stick to the set path. Ignoring Pagger's request, I follow the trail of the drone. I can see it in the distance as it races to the entrance of the ring. On either side of me are long, uninterrupted windows which give a glimpse into the vastness of space. I can just about make out the other corridors that connect the detached first ring to the rest of the
2: station. Please turn back, you are about to enter a restricted aerial. Don't worry about me, I'm just gonna have a look. Please state your business on the avian arc.
0: Restricted information, unfortunately, I'm sure you understand. Security doors on either end of the corridor suddenly close, and I am left trapped. Pago, what's going on? clunking of machinery and the panel above me detach. With deadly immediacy, I feel my body pulled out into the cold and unforgiving vastness of space. Narration by David M. Sledge. Old man played by David Charles. Paga, played by Nathan James. Adam Delta 5, writing and sound design, all by Kai Gwilym pritchard Follow the podcast on Twitter at Chain of Being. Email us at chainofbeingofficial at gmail.com for inquiries and stuff. Cover art by Kai Gwilym pritchard Thanks for listening.